Are you ready to take lead in your life? Well, today's the day. Join us on Leadership to Wealth with your host, Neil D'Souza. All right. Welcome, Leadership Nation. We are on a journey to bring together men and women who believe in taking ownership and responsibility in their life and when it, in the areas of finance, family and friends, and fitness. And this is Leadership to Wealth podcast. And I'm your host, Neil D'Souza. So here we are, part two. Our guest is management consultant, Andrew Lewis. Andrew, uh, let's talk about issues around conflict. Look, I, I brought you on the show because, you, you know, I don't know what I don't know, but I want to start a conversation, not so much about conflict, but rather about engaging the issues. What, what do we avoid? What do we need to know? How do we grow? You, you know, let, let's, let's take it away. Uh, help me out here. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, again, thanks, uh, Neil, for, for having me on. I, I think this is just such an important conversation right now. We cannot avoid conflict, right? You turn on the TV, it's there, right? Now we've got sort of racial overtones that are dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And every organization, um, every company is having to figure this out, how to bridge the gap on the subject of race, and, and so that's sort of a, what we call a macro conflict. And then you've got sort of those micro conflicts relational, right? Right. And so I think one of the biggest things that we're learning now is is opening up the conversation to talk about it. The, the, the conflicts were there. It's just whether or not we were honest enough to shine a light on it and start speaking. And so I think one of the most important things to understand about conflict is it is there whether we like it or not it's can we be conflict competent meaning do we know how to deal with it when we uncover it so it's there uh it's are we able to deal with it in a short amount of time Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the least amount of pain Mm -hmm. or is this going to take a lot of time with a lot of pain but uh to think it's not there is is not the case at all as we're seeing he just described uh, the honeymoon stage of <laughs> a new yeah, couple, right? Exactly, exactly. They go in, no one, no one thinks, you know, we're never going to fight. We're never going to have a problem. Um, and that makes sense that uh, business, business partners would even yeah. go in that way. Yeah. It's, it's, almost, it's almost like, you know, as a matter of fact, in relationships, I never used to be a big believer in prenuptial uh, agreements. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I never used to be a big believer in that. Um, And I still am not when you're a young couple starting out and, you know, you're both coming out of college or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. That's safe. But if you've come out of a relationship and you've been married before, you have adult kids, then, you know, I think um, some sort of contractual arrangement for how we're going to deal with those adult kids Hmm. uh is is a must so you 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 may never have to trigger that mechanism but you have something like that well i think very similar in getting into a business partnership or someone who's in a you know uh, a company space what's our way of managing the conflict that might happen Hmm. and these are you know you see this these legal arrangements all the time but i think before you get to legal 
you got to have a mechanism for talking about it because that's what's going to help you to be conflict competent, which I brought up earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, that that's actually very powerful uh, to me because I can I can speak to there are partnerships that I have avoided just because I, I'm not sure about how we, we would deal in that space. How would you deal with with the conflict? And um, because one of the things that you understand in business is you can get in to business with someone. It's not nearly as easy getting out. And so uh, there's you, you almost prefer to stay on your own rather than partner up. But yeah. but with partnerships, there's a lot of benefits that come with it too. And so there's there's a way to get through that. And so have you have you actually helped with um, people in dealing with that when they're getting into the into a partnership or are you do you normally get the call a after there's you know yeah unfortunately, after there's a bit of smoke and fire well thankfully they might listen to your podcast and do it before i think that <laughs> i think that's the better way to do it yeah because it's not only you're not just structuring the legal agreement you're structuring right one step before that how do we talk about things when they go down nobody right. holds that in <laughs> literally they just think of we're not going to have any conflict and then they're like, okay, well, how do we continuously prove? Well, we can't continuously prove because we've got no mechanism to deal with the conflict that's in-house. Or mm -hmm. we just hope it's not there. And so we go straight to the legal and we dissolve the business and we, we try, to, we try mm -hmm. to fracture it that way. What I'm suggesting is you build in a conflict resolution process before it brings you to legal. And that piece is where you know, unfortunately, I get called in after the fact to help them develop one of those, right? Uh, you know, but if you build one of those in beforehand, you're you basically saying, listen, we are gonna have conflict. Yeah, okay? when everything's going right, something could be going wrong. So we're gonna have conflict when we have conflict. Here's how we're gonna talk about it. This is our process for running the business check that's over here. Yeah. Here's our process for when things aren't going right. And we I mean, think about uh, again, I, I borrowed a lot of the principles from aviation and brought them into my uh, conflict resolution space. And that's, you know, you have a checklist, mm -hmm. right? You, 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 you have an engine fire. <laughs> that's not random. Mm -hmm. If they have an engine fire or if electrical problem, there's very little left to chance. There's a very scripted checklist. Here's what we do when you have an engine fire <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, because physiologically psychologically we're not thinking our best right we're at thirty thousand feet something's gone wrong what do you do you might turn on a couple of switches and then you reach for the checklist what does the checklist say at engine fire okay you start isolating the problem and then you still you start dealing with it in your co-pilot pilot situation again mm -hmm. the, the metaphor only works so well but i think it has a lot of value in that mm. a lot of guys don't know how to reach for the checklist they don't know where to go and so yeah. they're not conflict competent they're yeah they're just hoping right right but, to come circle back around yeah 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 absolutely so, so so what does that look like what is um you know starting with conflict resolution in mind and creating something like that what does that look like well, you, you, 
you're going to take into account. I, I'm, I'm going to try to get you to give away all your secrets. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, then, uh, then there's, there's no job for me. But no, um, <laughs> it, but it really takes into account uh, some of your 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 personalities. Are you are you uh, a structured individual who likes a very clear, almost methodical path, or are you a person who wants to do it around dialogue and narrative? And you could you design it with that in mind. Right. So we're going to have conversations or sometimes it's as simple as you build in <clears throat> quarterly meetings. And uh, uh, what I often encourage clients to do is they uh, everybody contributes to the quarterly. But I'm talking in stone. This is built into our charter as uh an organization and i'm i'm assuming it's we're talking either a small startup or a business partnership or thing like that um not necessarily if you've got a complex hr process sometimes it's very much the same as well but it's built into our charter this is how we each contribute to that quarterly meeting or monthly meeting and here's the things we talk about Mm -hmm. so it's spelled out on every single agenda. Every single agenda has a standing agenda. We talk about um, our interpersonal relationship. We talk about the money, right? Because something funny about money. We talk about the money. It comes up every month. And what what's really cool about that, Neil, is that uh, people aren't having to take worries home because they know in my monthly pre-scripted agenda we always talk about the money Mm -hmm. and what that does is this does two things one it tells me i don't have to worry about it because it's coming up in the monthly meeting that we've already pre-scripted in our charter Mm -hmm. in our conflict res our cr agreement or if i don't have to bring it home or i don't have to have the courage to bring it up. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to bring it home and you don't have to bring it up because it's already there for you. It's my checklist. Mm-hmm. It's on, it's in play. It's ready to go. And so I help uh, them design those checklists, charters. I help them design it, those conflict resolution charters. I did design it with their dynamic in mind, mm-hmm. right? If you've got a gregarious outper- outgoing customer facing individual, inside person so we we might always talk about that split mm-hmm. that might be something on the agenda money's always on the agenda um uh you know so you, you leave room for that yeah. uh, vacation times on on the agenda um long-term planning might be on the agenda mm. and again monthly is probably um it's probably a reasonable amount of time for smaller companies um you know but again there's three weeks. They don't have to worry about anything. I know it's on the agenda. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to have the courage to bring it up. I know it's already on the agenda. It's on our checklist. Yeah. Um, and um, it's it's important, I think, for, for com- that's that's conflict competence. Do we, right. we, we know it's going to happen, but we're ready in, in advance. Wow. I, I mean, <laughs> what you just shared there, you, you know, talking about the money, uh, you know, standing agenda. Talk about the money talk about our interpersonal relationships um, and talking about long-term planning, just even those three, although we talk, although we were just talking about them for the business, that, that could easily be applied 
to your relationship. Oh, like, here. like I, I'm just thinking of my own relationship and Hey, if my wife knew that we were going to talk about money every month, if she knew we were going to talk about whatever the issues are, uh, you know, they're not going to blindside me somewhere in between. She knows, okay, I can talk about it then. And then long-term planning, bring up whatever it is. I, I can't say that it's sexy um, because who wants to uh, have a board meeting with your wife every month? But, um, but it doesn't, it definitely sounds like being conflict competent, uh, well, you know, and seeing around the corner, which is what you, you started off with, right? Well, I, led, I tell you, it, it, you led with that. It even, it even goes farther than that. I, okay. I remember growing up when, um, and my mother, God bless her. She's 86 years old. She's an amazing woman. I love her. I love her. But when I was younger, uh, I would feel like my mom, because I was raised by a single mom, so she was playing yeah. mom and dad, right? Yeah. I, I would feel like she'd be nagging me, like you know, and, and you know, no, no woman wants to be called a nag, but I would just feel like, man, she's on my case. Mm-hmm. So I sit down to play my then version of video games, right, which might have been Nintendo or some, you know, archaic thing like that. Hey, come and sweep the floor. Oh, and then I'd sit down again, and I would do my version of playing with whatever. Oh, hey, you know, here, come and pick up this. And so you're constantly being called away, and then I'm, like, going to bed at night hearing my mom's voice in my head, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> right? So I think I've always made it my goal, even as a parent, you know, mm. relationally, give give them clarity. When they're, when they're sitting and playing... Wow. Uh, or doing whatever they're doing, they should be able to enjoy that space without feeling like they're doing something wrong or or, right. or, being, or guilty. So again, you, you, it's a standing agenda here on the fridge. This is what we're going to talk about on Monday night. Kids, you need more than a month. You can't go a month. You need weekly for <laughs> sure. Here's what we're going to talk about. Every Monday, we're going to talk about these things and these three things. It sits right there on the fridge. And then, hey, go knock yourself out. You're allowed to do whatever. But I'm going to bring it up on Monday again. How's this going? And again, the younger the kid, the shorter that time span. Right. But certainly I found that very helpful as, for teenagers because their hormones are changing. They're developing their own identity, whatever the case. So you'd be on their case every single day except mm-hmm. that you clearly say, here, here's what we're going to address every Monday. And then it gives them something to work towards in that week. Mm. And uh, it's really healthy. And I think the other thing that I would I would say, Neil, is that um, the only thing that can derail something like this is if the business partner or the spouse is just flat out lying. And I I bring that up intentionally because I think uh, that should not necessarily be taken out of the equation. because we're all human beings, right? And sometimes because of the shame culture that we live in, it's sometimes difficult to be truthful, right? But the checklist helps you, because I know I'm going to have to talk about this at my monthly meeting, and it's right there. I'm I'm less likely to steal from my business partner, you know what I mean? Because the the conversation around what we spent is coming up on the... 21st of the month, right? I know it's coming up. So it's it's a lot. It, it, it sort of helps me with my temptation to lie because I've got built in to my checklist uh, mm-hmm. us addressing this thing versus 
we never talk about it till the annual board meeting. Now I've got 11 and a half months right. <laughs> to make right. up a narrative, right? Uh, and that leads to a lot less accountability uh, built into our dynamics. So I, th right. I think this idea of planning to have conflict and structuring how you're going to deal with conflict is just so important. Right, right. Uh, it's a pre preeminent strike. Get it, yeah. get in there early, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, before absolutely. the the forces build up, before the uh, <laughs> empire is on, at your door with uh, the entire armada. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I but, mean, you think about how many couples, man. I mean, they they can deal with one problem, they mm -hmm. just can't deal with a hundred and one at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I want to just quickly go back to you were mentioning about parenting. Um, yeah. you talked about weekly. What what are some of the things that you would you would advise or people should put on their radar to uh, to talk about weekly with their kids? Well, you know I'm a big believer in uh, you know you're you're talking about wealth and and I'm a big believer in uh, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. Okay. And I think you're especially. I mean I'm not the same men are you know, uh, impervious to this, but especially for women. And so you just can't be happy. <laughs> um, you know, you can't be happy being completely wealthy and your kids being poor in spirit or poor in confidence. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's that whole idea, right? You have money, but no one to share it with. So yeah. I think it, you know, every, Monday, or that's what we would yeah. do, you know, in, in the weekly checking in on their confidence, mm -hmm. checking in on their confidence, um, making sure that's not dipping. There's a lot of things attacking uh, their esteem. And I'm not talking about, you know, trying to give them artificial confidence, but checking in, how are they doing? Are they completing enough things in their life to feel good about themselves right you're not artificially giving mm. them steroid confidence that's not going to help them um but you're helping them succeed at some of their goals and their initiatives so that they're actually building confidence because that's mm. that's where confidence comes from right it's it's looking at the past and saying look how far i've come right, right. And if, you, if you're not uh you don't get confidence by sitting on the couch uh, mm -hmm. and then artificially telling telling them that they're great it's you mm -hmm. get them moving and um, you you tell them that they're great by how far they've come. So I mm -hmm. think you constantly checking on their confidence um, is 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 just an important relationship tip. And again, where does that come from? It comes back from this idea that, listen, if my kids aren't happy, I'm not talking glee. I'm just talking yeah. uh, if they're not secure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be yeah. able to have true wealth in my life. So yeah, uh, and often that's where it breaks down, right? The the the, the relationship with the parents and their kids, um, you know, because mm. out of that lack of self-esteem, so many other crises uh, yeah. come, right? Wow. So checking in on that is huge. Wow, that's uh, that's very powerful because uh, with my kids, they're all in that stage and yeah. uh it's powerful to think about checking in with their confidence because um it's it's absolutely an issue 
Yeah. It's absolutely something that uh, we've identified and and actively try to work on. But um, is there a benefit to doing that in in this if they've got other siblings? Is there a benefit to doing it with all of them or keeping it separate in that setting specifically for parenting? Yeah, yeah, no, you know, it's uh, it's one of those. I, I I'm a firm believer in it's got to be separate. It's got to okay. be separate. I, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot you can do as 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 a choir, so to speak, yeah. uh, and uh, I, I and, and there's there's that benefit to the village, yeah, but, um, because our culture is so big on shame, yeah. um, that that individual check in in keeping mm. arms around them uh, our kids is is so important. Is, is, is so that individual and also I think that's the mistake that uh, we made I know for for me I, I when we were when we were raising our kids I got adult kids now but when we were raising them we we blended our families to support um, in-laws and that sort of thing and um, I tried because there were so many of us I tried to move everybody as a clan as a tribe mm. and um, you know I I, I there, there's times now in having conversations with my my son who he's you know revealed to me that there was there was things that were missed um, mm. just because my attempt to treat everybody together everybody fair move everybody as a tribe move everybody as a clan as opposed to trying to get that individual uh, time to listen um, is sometimes that we can make that mistake. And it leads to other conflicts, right? Other conflicts in the in the home, uh, and sometimes they're not obvious, right? Uh, they're 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 the kids are acting out for attention, right? Uh, so, wow, wow, that that is uh, that is a whole lot of gold right there. I mean, we could have gone on any one of those topics and just stuck on that. We'll we'll have to come get you back on and and do that. But I do yeah. want to kind of circle back and just quickly there, there's a lot to unpack so I don't want to uh, get into this society thing too deeply because if we could we could do a podcast on this alone but when it comes to talking about conflict as it relates to us our society it's relevant today yeah, it's relevant right now and uh, people are in all different places. There are people who can't understand why it's happening. Yeah. Um, some people believe that it's always existed. Some people have seen change. Some people don't believe that it'll ever change. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, there's these terms that are uh, being thrown out there that we're trying to even understand. I allyship and, you know, I think one of the ch most challenging things when we get into this and talking about conflict in society is we don't even know where to begin the conversation. Yeah. 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 It's tough. It, you know, everybody who, all those things you described, uh, he, everybody's right. It's just the question to what degree, right? It's, mm -hmm. it, this is a multifaceted issue. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've mediated conflict with citizens and police. You know, right. I, I, I've, I've had to go into police units and train them uh, mm -hmm. how to de-escalate. And, and, you know, this, it's, that's one of the, 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 the joys of working in this space is really trying to give back to your community. Mm -hmm. and, 
I, I can tell you it's multifaceted. Uh, you know, anybody whose hearts right now don't go out to uh, the black community again, which is not a monolith, but if if mm -hmm. hearts go, there's something wrong. Anybody's hearts who don't go out to the police, there's something wrong. Anybody's whose hearts not going out to the white community who's trying to understand these complex terms like white privilege, man, there's something wrong. And I think partly the challenge that I'm seeing is, is uh, as you said, people are trying to look for these one uh, mm. single, simple solutions. And it, it, once you look for a simple solution to a complex problem, you've just made it more complex, <laughs> you know, because now you're like, oh, okay, I got it. I got this term. Oh, okay, here's this term. It's called privilege. If we give this term and we give this label, then we're going to solve a whole thing. And now you've just opened up 300 other conversations that have been gone underground. <laughs> and then another 500 that's come overground. <laughs> so, whoa, but that term was trying to explain something. And I think, uh, you know, whether it's fitting or accurate or best or useful mm -hmm. is always up for debate. Um, but I, I think the challenge that I see is people have got to be able to talk. And uh, Neil, it's... It, it's so saddening, honestly. I think what what you're doing on podcasts like this, having guests, having honest conversations, you know, we're not yelling at each other, we're discussing, we're talking. Man, it's, it's so what's needed for people. So what's needed. Because even on social media, the attempt to polarize, the attempt to polarize comes because we get so angry at each other you know, I, I remember just using an example the other day to say, you know, let's say you love jazz and I love country, right? If I say that jazz is bad, then all of a sudden you've got some things to say about country. Mm -hmm. But what happens is it, it doesn't end there. Now you have to find more jazz friends to support your point of view. Right. And I got to find more country friends to support my point of view. And it, we end up polarizing. Mm -hmm. So it's got nothing to do with the music and the authenticity of the sound and all the nuances that go with why you like jazz and I want like country. It's I can only feel safe with country because you, you will not let me right. say what I really believe right. about jazz. So it's 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 got all of these political overtones. And I mean, I'm telling you, if the only thing I would suggest to your audience is don't try to solve complex problems with simple solutions. Otherwise, you make mm. it worse. Um, and that means not every white person is a racist and not all police are bad and just because that doesn't sound angry enough mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you don't understand the plight of the black community and don't even understand the frustration of the black community of which i proudly feel like i'm a part of and have mm -hmm. experienced racism but i understand that if we're going to get allies, as you talked about earlier, mm -hmm. uh, we've got to be able to have that conversation in the messy middle of this. Yeah. And not, and not on the extremes. Right. Yeah. Uh, not that jazz people are completely bad. <laughs> yeah. And country people are completely radical. 
but there's unique sounds to the music in the middle. Well, that this is really interesting because I had a, a really good conversation around this, not just this past week, just this weekend. And one of the, the topics was there, there are those that are trying to help bridge the gap yeah. and there are those that have been suppressed but are distrusting of those. And so even if, if those that are trying to help are clearing a space, those that distrust don't want to move into that space. And so along your analogy of there have been those who have uh, loved country, country music, yeehaw, for a, lo- <laughs> for a, a long, long time. And there are those who have, are, you know, are into jazz and they've been in different camps, but um, those who are in country music may, there may be some that are trying to, Hey, look, we, we can enjoy country music and jazz, but the jazz community might be, mm, I'm not sure if I'm ready because I've seen for a long time that y- you're just not, uh, you're not ready for us to, to commingle. Yeah, and, and and I think that's that's what's so unfortunate. I think it takes courage uh, among those who are in the messy middle, as I yeah. like to call it. Yeah. Um, and, and it takes courage because you're gonna be demonized for not saying all jazz people are bad and all country mm-hmm. people are bad. You're gonna be demonized for not being on the extreme. You're gonna be demonized by you love jazz. You're gonna be demonized by the jazz people because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're. Right. So mm-hmm. those who step into the arena of this have got to be very courageous because you're going to be demonized uh, by both extremes. And you've got to have the courage to believe there is a greater good that will come from it mm-hmm. if we continue the conversation. Um, you know, there is a greater good. And you've got to, I think we got to take it out of the political sphere because I think the political sphere. It's tied to money and it's tied to the right. power and it's tied to the office, right? Right. So I can't speak genuinely if my goal is to. I, it's harder for me to speak genuinely if my goal is to get reelected. Right. But uh, if we were on neutral ground on a podcast or in a in a in a non um, in a space in a healing space mm-hmm. or in a you know safe ground space, then I think we can actually make some progress, and then maybe that can inform our politicians how yeah. to help with policy but i think they're not going to be the ones that are uh, the ones that solve it because they need the votes in order to yeah. stay in power or get in power and they can't get the votes without you know sort of being tethered to the extreme so mm-hmm. i don't know that some of these issues can be entirely legislated i think they got to be conversed about mm-hmm. we got a dialogue and i think every generation makes it a little bit better for the next right i don't think we're going to solve it all uh in our generation i think you know but we make it a little better for our kids and then we make their kids and and, and hopefully over time yeah. you know we get we get to uh you know to where we're we're enjoying the sounds of both together yeah. make, making a melody right so well, well you you really mentioned about or what you were mentioning made me think of i believe it was the 1936 Olympics when um, 
the Australian who came in second, um, you know, and there's the iconic pho- photograph of the two black runners with their hands yeah. up and he wanted to participate, but um, they, they weren't really sure what to do now. He, he got this uh, silver medal and uh, I, he wore a patch along with the, the other runners and uh he was vilified for it uh when he went back to australia um and you know it's hard to for anyone to say let me sign up for that let me sign up to be in that messy middle and and i'm just trying to help you know don't don't shoot the messenger don't you you know i'm trying to help but on leadership to wealth, it's clear that somebody's got to go in and be willing to take the bullet, so to say. Someone's got to be willing to go step up. And and what a, if I'm hearing you right, it really sounds like this needs to be the, the old saying, power to the people, you know, yeah. where people are on the, on the, on the streets in the sense of neighbor to neighbor, you know, friend to friend. We start those dialogues where we can then go together and utilize our voting power to be able to move the legislation, move the the system, the systemic issues. And uh, and again, I I do not do not do not want to oversimplify this into that sentence, that framework. But it really does sound like, hey, this is where we we've got to get it and move it upwards if we want to yeah yeah absolutely i think you're you're absolutely right and i think you know in what i love in in my conflict work you know one of the areas that we drill down on and i get a lot of my um theories from is the idea of restorative justice and it yeah it's really built on this concept of every offender at one time was a victim so even though I have an offender and I have a victim and I'm trying to reconcile them, I have to keep in mind that that offender is also a human being. Now, I'm, 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 I'm sensitive to the fact that the, the victim's the victim right now, right? It's yeah. hard for me to have compassion on an offender when yeah. I've got a victim. But when we try to build those bridges that's the framework that's the lens we use and out of that doesn't mean there's not consequences to those offenders Mm -hmm. right we've got to still deal with that there whether that's lawful uh responsibility or reparation or amendments to what's happened but it it does open up a lot of conversation between the two and i think the very best hope that we have in this space is when we can have both parties uh, working together. I don't think, you know, I know when we're talking many cultures more so than black and white, I get that. But if I, if I, if, if we can just use the two for a second, because I know we've got native rights, we've got a whole bunch of other things. But in, in this prevalent conversation, now, I, I don't think we're going to see solutions until you've got shoulder to shoulder the black, and the mm. white together saying the same message. I don't think that the the blacks, we can say it louder mm-hmm. 
and the whites quiet on the whites. And I don't think the whites can say it louder. I think we both got to be saying it with the same voice mm. uh, and uh, not polarizing each other for not getting it. I think that's that's true uh, reconciliation where we're sharing mm. in the solutions, we're sharing in the message. And honestly, I, I, I've, I've, I've been encouraged by some of the conversation I've been hearing. I've been hearing mm -hmm. some really good ideas out, out of the white community, like some really good ideas out of the white community. And I'm hearing some really good ideas, of course, out of the black community who, who are exhausted in many cases, at least as we see in the US context. And I think when those two come together, and start sounding those same notes. Uh, I think, I think, I think we're going to be able to move the needle. I think we really are, and we're already seeing that. So, yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic, not to completely solve it, but to yeah. certainly move the needle. Maybe you know your kids uh, will uh, enjoy the fruits. Yeah. Of that, and we've, we there's no denying there's been great progress from the yeah. days when I just stepped into aviation and tried to enter that space and that the the overt racism thankfully has gone covert in Canada mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you know that's that's one step better and yeah. then you know hopefully covert will uh cease to exist eventually yeah yeah I mean who knows if it ever will because there's the reality of just being human beings and uh, yeah. that's just part of our condition is uh yeah we're we're all messy in some yeah. way shape or form yeah um there's a lot of gold here. There's a lot of gold nuggets that you dropped. Everything from, you know, uh, how how are we doing? What's our process look like? What's our way of uh, dealing with conflict? You know, becoming conflict competent. Um, you know, uh, and, and even that last statement, every offender was once uh, a victim and uh, both parties working together. There's a lot to think about on on everything you've shared today. Um, but before we go, I just want to ask, um, if if people want to uh, engage with you, if they, wanna, um, if they want to ask for your help, if they want to get into uh, conflict resolution, if they, if they want to call you in as a man management consultant, and any of these things, what do, what do people do? What's next steps? Where do people go? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, they, they can go to my website, conflictsolutions.ca, uh, and, uh, you know, set up a consult. Uh, if you have a, an organization where you're yeah. needing some consulting, maybe you want to set up a strategic plan. Uh, maybe you've got a, a business partnership and you're trying to figure that out and we can help you in that space. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've, we, we've got uh, we've got an entire team. Uh, in our organization that can help you in that space. Uh, I am privileged to be the founder, but we've got lots of great people to help. And even in this space, we have relational counselors um, to mm -hmm. help you with, um, you know, your marriage or um, or mediation. Let's hope it doesn't come to right. uh, divorce. But if we have to dissolve it, then let's make sure we do it right. Mm -hmm. Even that, even conflict resolution is required to dissolve it right so right. um you know i'm hoping no one none of your audience ever need that service but mm -hmm. uh, conflictsolutions.ca you can get in touch with our team there conflictsolutions.ca andrew lewis uh thank you so much um 
to be honest, there's, there's so much there. There's so much to unpack. And uh, I just really appreciate you helping us wade into uh, some murky waters and um, giving us, giving us thoughts. Again, I start off with saying, you know, I don't know what I don't know. And uh, I'm left realizing there's even more that I don't know, but, but there's definitely uh, some light there for me to, to see how starting to look around the corner is, is far better than waiting till you get around the corner and the bus rolling you over. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, well, I'm smart enough to know that. So, <laughs> so with well, that, it's been you... an honor. It's been an honor. Thank you for having yeah. me. I've yeah. enjoyed the conversation. And uh, again, congratulations on this fantastic initiative. It's so needed. And uh, maybe one day I can be on the other side of this uh, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. Well, uh, Leadership Nation, thank you so much. Uh, you know, on behalf of everyone, uh, Andrew, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Leadership to Wealth podcast. We've got much more coming up in the weeks ahead. But I want to ask that if you can take the time to give us some feedback, we really appreciate it. Really means a lot to me. And uh, if you just take just a couple of seconds, it really does mean the world. And don't forget to like and follow. We'll see you guys next time here on Leadership to Wealth.